that's right. Yes, you know? Uh, come on, come on. You know my name, come on. My name is Willie. I keep the ladies clean. And all my fans got them screaming. You can defeat me. You're dreaming. Get set, motherfucker. Here we get in the gym. Special edition of the Lax League Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Will Murphy. We're going to do another little quick, a quick hitter, I guess, as I like to call these episodes. These are, um, these are, these are little mini episodes in which I am doing some, nothing somewhere, and I really all I can do is wait, and uh, so I sit here and I talk football. Um, at the present, it I am waiting at my daughter's school. I had to bring her in person to do a benchmark assessment test, which is strange a little bit. Um, But yeah, so I have to wait in the car for like 30 minutes to an hour while she takes her test outdoors with no other kids because yeah, that's, that's how we're doing it. That's how my family rolls in this pandemic. We, um, we don't, don't see anybody. We're afraid of everything and I just, I can't leave the house. So um, on my birthday, I was given the opportunity to leave my home to bring my daughter to school, and I jumped for it uh, because I don't, I don't, uh, I don't do a whole lot anymore. I certainly don't go see fucking Dave Matthews, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'd rather stay at home, honestly. Uh, that's just, yeah, that's. Uh, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't want to like keep going on this, but like, seriously, I picture the setting of that whole thing. Like I, I paint the picture in my mind of like Steven swaying along to like, like just that horrible, like woman crap music that it just, I mean, it's literally geared to making women just, I mean, any man that's there is there for a woman is basically the pro is basically the thing. And I, I get it. You know, you do things for your ladies and that's great. Uh, Dave Matthews ain't going to be one of them. But I digress. I digress. Anywho, so let's talk some football, huh? Because I think, you know, you know, we've talked about keepers. We've talked about the recent rookie, uh, the recent NFL draft and how that impacts rookies. Uh, is there a helicopter, like, hovering over my fucking car? I don't know if you guys can hear that on the audio here, but... Uh, there's literally a, a helicopter. Oh, there it is. Yeah, L.A. County Sheriff. All right. Anyway, so um, we are. Where were we? We're going to talk about not not uh, the rookie draft necessarily, or the rookie, the NFL draft, because um, we've already kind of gone over that. I think the one thing that I'd like to talk about here in this little quick hitter pod is the. Um, Positional scarcity at the top of 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 the draft for us, um, and I think it's really interesting because what you have happening this year uh, is, you know, there is no there are no outlier keepers this year. It's all running backs and wide receivers, which I think that's the first time that's ever happened. In all likelihood, again, things can change, but I don't. I foresee every single team in our league, based on my detailed analysis, uh, picking either a running back keeper or a wide receiver keeper. And of those, it's actually really interesting because 
seven um, seven wide receivers are sorry, seven running backs are going to be capped, and four wide receivers. Um, and then we have Brandon who doesn't get to keep anyone. So that is really something that that we're going to really dive in. And, and I know I've kind of talked about it um, on uh, let's see on um, on Slack a little bit. To which my my uh, my my chart has been has gotten really no uh, no feedback whatsoever, no thoughts, no detailed analysis from any of the thought leaders in the league. And um, if you're asking who a thought leader is in the league, it's definitely not you. If you have to ask that question, um, but yeah, I, I think that that overall, with the especially with the running back situation that we're going to find ourselves in. We're going to see some real scarcity at that spot, especially in the top tier. Literally, I look at this list, and the guys that are going to be kept are McCaffrey, Kamara, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, uh, Aaron Jones, and Cam Akers. Those, that, that is seven of the top ten running backs in fantasy football entering the year. So what you have left is Dalvin Cook, who is a legit top end RB1. Then you've got Saquon Barkley, who may not be back for the start of the season and has obviously had some injury issues, but he's still pretty elite once if he's playing every day and he's healthy. And I think those two are in kind of a <clears throat> their own class, but I'd, I'd tier it as Dalvin Cook number one and then Saquon and Ezekiel Elliott in that second tier, who are they're solid RB1s you're going to be okay if you have one of those guys as long as they don't get hurt. Um, I think you'd be happy with that. Um, Zeke, obviously, I mean, that Cowboys team, you just don't know what you're going to get any year. Like, every year you think they're going to be really good and something happens and they turn out to be just fucking awful. So I'm sure this year won't be the same. I think they'll probably change everything up and they'll win the Super Bowl this year. But, um, yeah, so I think Zeke is a solid – Zeke and Saquon are really good RB ones. Um, Dalvin Cook is the elite, the, the only elite running back that, that's in the mix for for a uh, running back with team, which are the, which are, again we've talked about. There are five, um, and then you've got Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Austin Eckler, eleven through thirteen on on my my current list, um, and man. That is, I mean, you don't feel good about any single one of those guys, in my mind, being your RB1. Um, you know, it's really, really kind of digging digging the, the bottom of the barrel on that stuff. And, and you know, I think we've seen some teams with success, that have had success without, like, a surefire RB1 maybe. But, like, again, I, I think that, that that feeling of the RB one that that RB one feeling is pretty pretty nice. It feels safe. It feels secure. Because after like Gibson and Eckler, you get like Miles Sanders, Najee Harris, Chris Carson, uh, Clyde edwards hilaire who Luga keeps mentioning for some reason, um, trying to puppet things around. Uh, you know DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins. Like you're you're getting into it. You might not even be happy with these guys as as a as a, like, a surefire RB2. You probably would be, but, like, still. So I think that there's a real concern this year at the running back spot for almost half the league, for five teams that are going to have – I mean, someone's going to get Dalvin Cook. 
I think it's going to be Luga. I, I, you know, he's trying to deflect and claim that he's going to do the Will Thompson thing. He's not. Luga, Luga likes to, Luga's so analytical in my mind. I think he, he knows the value of a top flight player like, like Dalvin Cook. Um, I think we're going to see him take Dalvin, and which leaves, you know, a bunch of the rest of the league out on their asses in terms of a running back in my mind. Not necessarily out on their asses. I think that's too, too strong, but, um, but not in great shape, uh, once Cook is taken. Conversely, conversely, shifting gears, pivoting, we've got the wide receiver uh, side of things. And, um, you know, we've got Luga keeping Stephon Diggs, with the, the, who is um, Justin Boone's second-ranked receiver in all of fantasy, which is pretty impressive. Um, you've got uh, DK Metcalf, uh, kept by Steven, who's number six. Uh, Mo is keeping Calvin Ridley, in all likelihood, who's number seven. Now Walter at number eight is going to keep Justin Jefferson. So there, there are your uh, your four your four keepers for um, for 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 wide receivers. And and I mean you just see that that you know obviously with four wide receivers it doesn't it, it it's a quarter of the top you know top wide receivers. But honestly, aside from number two at Diggs, the next one kept is six. So you've got. Five of the top six wide receivers still on the board. Uh, that, so again, keeping running backs this year, uh, especially with the scarcity that we're seeing, is going to be is going to be interesting. You're going to really see, you're still going to see a good amount of wide receivers out there um, that are that are, you know, able to able to really step into that wide receiver one one spot. So, you know, that I think that's something that we, we need to talk about. We and I just did. So yeah, so that's really exciting and really fun and and really, really cool. Oh, you think darkness is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. Molded by it. I didn't see the light until I was already a man, but then it was nothing to me but blinding. All right, so moving on to the next segment I'd like to do, we're going to talk a little bit more about, um, I guess, you know, I, I really don't know. I just kind of press record and I'm going to let myself kind of go. Um, you know, I think that one area that we can really talk about, oh, just got a sleeper update that, Washington wants Gibson more involved in the passing game. Interesting. And that's actually someone, you know, I, I wouldn't mind talking about a little bit is Antonio Gibson. What to expect out of him? Uh, no one's talking about J.D. McKissick this year. I think he's still on their roster, so he may be seeing time there. But I really think that Antonio Gibson could be a low-end uh, wide receiver or running back one high-end RB2 that's going to – in my mind, go for a little bit less than that top tier. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see like guys like Miles Sanders go for more than than Gibson. And honestly, I'd love to have Gibson on my team this year. I don't think I'm going to, given what I'm budgeting for my RB2 position. But um, yeah, Gibson would be nice. I think another area that we haven't really talked about, and we kind of discussed it a little bit um, in the Slack channel this year, is or yesterday really, is, is quarterbacks. And, you know, looking at the list, I mean, you've got number one is Patrick Mahomes, number two, Josh Allen, 
Um, I think those guys are going to go in the low 20s, maybe high teens. Uh, but the rest, where you have Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, they're going to probably be middle, middle, middle to low teens, or maybe high. But like, again, all three of those guys, I mean, you're thrilled if you have Murray, Prescott, or Jackson on your squad to start the season. Um, and you're not paying quite as much as you would for Mahomes and Allen. And then after that tier, you've got Herbert, you've got Rainbow Sherbert, you've got Russell Wilson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, and Joe Burrow. Those are your top 12. Um, at least with Justin Boone's list. And I, I you know, I, I, I would probably swap. He's, he's got Ryan at 13 and um, Tannehill at 14. I might swap those guys ahead of Burrow this year. But, like, overall, 1 to 12, you're going to have a good quarterback. And it's something where I feel like, um, you know, adept drafters, unless you're going to really go after that high, high-end uh, Mahomes-Allen type guy, I think you're going to find that that there's really good value to be had at the quarterback position this year. And, you know, especially for teams like, like Lugas, who's, who's going to be really looking for that RB1 and is actually smart enough to, to, to draft a, a Dalvin Cook over the rest of the pack there. I think that that, that quarterback savings that Luga will, will save on not spending a ton is going to really go towards that, that, that RB1 uh, cook, cook situation, which I think is really a, a, the way to go here. I think the other managers that are um, needing RB1s, uh, you know, Mo and Brandon and Walter and uh, who am I missing? Steven, uh, they're not quite as, uh, how do you say, uh, good at this. <laughs> but at the end of the day, um, uh, to be honest with you, we all know that none of those guys are going to listen to this fucking pod anyway. I can talk shit all I want. And yet, you know what? You're not good at this. You, you, you're you fucking tourists here. You know, go and, go and you know, oh, I got a little fantasy draft, and then I'm going to go out to Dobu and blah, blah, blah. No. That's, that's not how this works, Chiefs. All right? You spend your fucking life working for this moment. Working for the draft. You should have already started your cheat sheet. You should already be looking at player rankings and, and, and value. Not going to Nobu, all right? You know what? I'm going to stay home tonight. I'm going to work on my cheat sheet. That's what I would say. You guys just need to be more like me. That's the situation here. Uh, but I digress. So quarterbacks, really good. A lot of good quarterbacks out there. We've talked about it. We've gone through it. We've figured that out. Tight ends is, is another interesting area I think we can – kind of kind of dive into here um because really you know tight ends aren't being talked about a ton and i think that they i think that they should be um especially because i feel like in our league especially we've seen teams that draft that spend money on tight ends do well um aside from devin's uh kelsey purchase that one year but that had more to do with his running back situation falling apart pre-draft than than kelsey kelsey was great um, but looking at tight ends this year, I mean, you've got, you've got, you know, honestly, you've got three guys that I think stand out above the rest in the, in the top tier in Kelsey, Kittle, and Waller. And I mean, those guys, it'll be interesting to see what they go for. I think Kelsey's going to go for mid twenties, even low thirties. Kittle will probably be mid twenties. 
Um, while we're probably high teens or low twenties, this is just my my guess. I don't have any any uh, values next pulled up right now. And then you've got some really interesting guys uh, four through four and five, really that that you're pretty sure are going to be good. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson and and Mark Andrews are both guys. I would really like on my team this year. I'm probably not going to afford them. I don't really spend that much on tight end, but like they're going to have good seasons, I feel like. And then from six to, I mean, from six to like 20, who the fuck knows? Like that's that's what you're dealing with here. You've got Noah Fant, you've got Dallas Goddard, you've got Kyle Pitts, Tanyan Higby, who's on who's who's the lone tight end now on the Rams. Or not the low intensity, but he's the pass catching back. You got Logan Thomas, Irv Smith, John U. Smith, Anthony Ferkser, Evan Ingram, Rob Gronkowski, Cole K. Met, Mike Isecki, Hunter Henry, Blake Jarwin. Like these are Gerald Everett in Seattle. These are your top 21 guys. And from 6 to 21, holy shit. So I feel like this is an area where 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 teams that prepare can really set themselves apart. And really, um, and really do a good job in kind of figuring out where they're at um, in terms of the tight end situation. So, um, you know, I'm not going to kind of give you my likes and dislikes because I'm going to actually need to to get one of those six through twenty one guys myself in all likelihood. But um, I think that the the more research you put into the tight end position, if you're not going after a Kelsey or a Kittle or a Waller is going to really benefit you. Um, but, you know, or you could just, like, you know, go to Nobu and then fly to, like, Italy and then um, what else can you do? These fucking guys could go see Dave Matthews. Um, you know, you could do something cool like that, too, which will obviously be a lifelong memory. And, you know, that's really exciting stuff, too. You should probably just do that. I guess. Probably fantasy, probably not. Whatever. God damn it. Open your fucking ears. All right. And that'll do it, I guess, for our little mini hit, quick hitter pod. I don't know how long it was, um, but it was definitely, um, you know, a lot of fun. I've been sitting in my, my car in beautiful Santa Clarita talking to you guys about football. There's nothing that I'd rather spend my birthday doing. Um, I really, that's the pinnacle of my, my birthday life now is talking to you guys. Um, about football uh, in a parking lot in Santa Clarita, California. It doesn't get any better than that, guys. It really doesn't. And I want to thank you all for listening. For the four of you, maybe didn't listen. Last, last, uh, my quick, my last quick hitter pod got uh, two. So I'd like to thank Luga and Devin for being those two. Um, and feel free to to listen. All right, guys. Thanks a lot, and have a lovely, lovely weekend. Some Spanish lessons with an Irish accent. Vamanos, muchachitos. <laughs>